Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes today. I am super, super excited to have the wonderful Fab Giovanetti back on the podcast. So Fab joined us, gosh, a good two and a half years ago, it must be now, um, on the podcast. It feels like an absolute age ago. So um, Fab, if you don't know, is an award-winning entrepreneur supporting people making a positive impact through their marketing. She is known as the founder of Creative Impacts, a collective of hundreds of creatives making a positive impact on others and the planet. She is also the CEO of the Alt Marketing School on a mission to raise a new wave of marketeers. Awesome. Well, welcome, Fab. Welcome back to the show. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Oh, God. (laughs) We've already started this off fantastically, haven't we? I'm like, all right, this is my podcast in it. Oh, no, wait, it's not my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from podcaster to podcaster that's where brain goes sometimes you're like yeah I'm ready it does and because we've been on each other's podcast so many times now we just I mean whose podcast are we even on who knows oh god I don't remember anymore <laughs> podcastception should be a thing guys just saying absolutely well fab we're here today to talk about something a little bit different from last time still business of course but i'm really excited to talk about your new book reclaim your time off which is out now and oh my gosh i've needed this book for years and i'm sure every girl boss entrepreneur any um you know intuitive creator out there who is has their own wellness business or brand is like give me this book I need to reclaim my time off so before we dive into all of that for anybody who didn't listen to your previous podcast episode when did you spiritually awaken what's your story I would say I think probably the answer might not be exactly the same from last time because there are different stages I would say um for me, something that I mentioned a few times, actually, for me, uh, the person that really inspired me the most was my Reddit doctor, who actually sadly passed away last year. 
late last year. It was kind of funny. I'm talking about spiritual awakening. I felt really off that week and I didn't know why. And then my mom told me like a couple of weeks after he passed away. So, you know, things work, right? But it was a really strong connection as like a, a male figure and um, is pretty, pretty much has always been my doctor. Um, my mom would take me to him before taking me to a normal doctor. And he also was an actual doctor practicing, but he was mainly practicing Ayurvedic style medicine on the side. And that's kind of where he really got like in his spiritual sort of grounding. And he was the first person that really taught me about the different ways that you can attune and connect. He was very strongly um, connected to Buddhism. So that was kind of one of the things he would talk about. But I remember him being the person that would always teach me to kind of sit within things and really learn things. So I think since I was really, really young, I always had that kind of connection uh, that really helped me kind of understanding why I would feel different ways. Just to give you a bit of context, guys, I am highly empath. I am Virgo, which doesn't help with like the massive drive than fellow Virgo Emma would <laughs> I know. Feel, yeah. <laughs> Every I single time we her. talk. Every single time we talk, it comes out, doesn't it? I know, it's like, it's just the Virgo winners of we work hard, we play hard, literally. And then I'm also, as I said, I am uh, humbly going to say that I know that I'm a light worker. I know that I have the element of connection that sometimes throws me off in a way because that's the like inner masculine side of things. So I would say that I've always been somehow, since I was very young, very attuned to this. And then I think when I started my business probably about eight years ago is when I really wanted to dive deep into it and learn more about it instead of just kind of knowing that I had that connection, if that makes sense. That's where I actually wanted to learn it for myself instead of just doing what I was told. And I think he opened up a whole new level for me. I don't know if he answers the question. Absolutely answers the question for sure. And, you know, although like from the kind of outside world, anyone looking at your brands, like, I don't think they'd be like, oh my God, Fab's really spiritual as AF. Like, you know, I know as your friend, like you really are. And, you know, like, like you say that light worker-esque energy can be quite subtle, but actually it doesn't matter whether you have a spiritual business or not, because, you know, you can still show up as a light worker. You can still show up in that spiritual capacity um, in whatever way your calling is right. So I think it's really good to see that coming from your work and then obviously seeing behind the scenes, you know, your spiritual journey and hearing all this wonderful stuff. So let's talk about success because this is going to be what a lot of people are tuning in for and they're like, give me the success tips, Fab. So how can we create a success mindset at work? That is a great question. And it almost goes back to what you just mentioned as well about the fact that maybe I don't have a spiritual business, but I try to connect a way to really pay things forward. Everything about what I do and my mission and success is also very much tied into your mission. So that's the first element that I want to talk about and is really about helping people make a positive impact. So whether it's creative impact, whether it's my books, whether it's my writing, whether it's Alter Marketing School, which is the newest baby, I really want to make sure that the people that I'm supporting as much as possible are people that want to make a positive impact on other people or on the planet or obviously the people around them. So in a way, there's, uh, I think there's different levels of um, success and fulfillment. Success can be a word that I explore in the book actually quite a lot uh, because it's something that we really drive by. And I think the work mentality is a work mentality, something that we take from obviously experience and what we've seen. And most of the people that are listening and myself and probably you as well, and we're still of that generation that is bridging the gap between an old way of thinking about work and a newer way. 
you know, talking to the kiddos, uh, they probably will have a different way to experience success from an early age. Whereas for us, it was a lot more about achievements than it was about feelings and fulfillment. So as I said, there is an element of understanding what your mission is. And obviously, success and fulfillment, I use this word a lot right now, because I really want to shift the idea of what success is, is a lot tied also to your bigger mission to the reason why you do what you do and the way that you can make that impact, definitely. And it's great, okay? However, we also need to think about some days looking at your affirmations or your vision board. I have actually, merciless plug, Emma's calendar in front of me right now. Um, so, you know, affirmations, whatever it is, and doesn't cut it. Some days it just doesn't, okay? And um, because some days, you know, you it's not really about the inspiration that you're looking for. Some days you're just tired. Some days you just had a bad morning or you're not feeling it. So it's really how can you create simple ways to hack your success also on a day-to-day basis? Because the bigger mission is great and is a great drive, but sometimes you might want to think about making things easier for yourself. I really find that success is a paradigm, is, a, is an idea that we want to shift on a day-to-day basis, especially when we are struggling but also in general, so that we don't only think about our accomplishments as the way that we can define success. And I believe that, as I said, because of the old ways that we were thinking, we feel how much have we done today? How many tasks have we ticked off? And I think really success at work needs to be redefined, not just for the employees, because yes, there are some nine to fivers that live in this world, but also for the people that have their own business. And um, a lot of the time when we're chasing an idea of success that feels unattainable. We really are not allowing ourselves to create the little wins every single day. So a lot of the times uh, I ask people, what does success mean to you? And I say, what kind of, how do you feel when you feel that you had a win or you had an accomplishment? Because if people are actually different, and this is where really the cookie, proverbial cookie crumbles, um, because maybe for you, success means feeling accomplished maybe feeling proud, but for some people success or an an element of success, and I probably put myself in it these days, actually means uh, freedom and ease. So it's really weird and it's shifted by the way, guys. So your feelings related to a successful day and a productive day might shift because age, because commitments, because boundaries. So really to me, the best way to do it is to, yes, honor your mission, yes, honor your why, But then on a micro level, thinking about tying your success more to a feeling first, and then try and make sure that every day you try and reach for that feeling. Let me explain, because you might be like, fab, practical, please. No worries. Here I am. Let's say you want to go for that element of space and freedom. To me, it means in a practical way, it means every day being able to take one hour every single day to work on a creative project for myself at the beginning of the day. If I've done that, I think I have accomplished something that I'm really proud of the day because I allow myself to have the freedom and the space to be creative. And that to me is a successful day. And then after that is really about building that infrastructure to make sure that then I can track my time and manage my time in the more effective way. But I stopped tying my success in how many tasks I do during the day. I don't know if that's something that you, Emma, also kind of resonate with sometimes. It's just how many things have I done today? How many emails have I responded to? And it can be a bit of a slippery slope because some days you just will do two things really well and they're massive projects. So that should be something to be proud of. But because maybe you haven't ticked off as many tasks, 
you don't feel like that. So really tie it back to the feelings and try and create some things that I can do that bring me back to the feelings of accomplishment. Mm. I think that's it. It's a, it's a bit of a practical element. There's a bit of work to do, but I hope it's um, it kind of gives you a bit of an idea where I'm coming from. Absolutely. And I love that. And I can definitely, definitely resonate with that so much because especially what you were saying as well, in terms of evolving that, you know, I definitely think when, cause you and I started both our businesses eight years ago, like when I started the spiritual side of the business three, four years ago, um, for me, you know, it was very much productivity. It was like launches, productivity, like, you know, gaining money, I guess, like building that money stack as such of like having that bread and butter of, okay, here's your income, here's your stability, building that up. Whereas definitely in the last year, especially as, you know, 2020 came in, lockdown, et cetera, um, you know, my words were exactly the same as yours, freedom and ease, where I was like, I have hustled for eight years solid. I cannot do this anymore. It is not sustainable. It is not what I need to do. And I think it was almost like switching that mindset to being like, you're not starting a business now. You have the established business. You can have that freedom and ease now of like switching. Yeah, switching those words and switching that energy where I didn't have to push, push, push and hustle. It was actually allowing myself to receive more and allow myself to be supported as well. So obviously last year I took on um, my first mem, like my team members, which was really hard, but the universal lines are perfect people for me. Um, and now like, I'm like, how did I ever live without them? Like, how did I ever do that? So reclaiming my time off was so powerful because I realized that, you know, I wanted to manifest some things in my personal life, but I was like, well, your work is literally your life right now. Like you're not reclaiming your time off. You're not reclaiming that balance. So how can you expect those things to come into your life when you don't you don't have the space for it like you literally don't so I think it's so important like you say to evolve those words as time go as time goes on and also like you say in the productivity department of you know like you said even if you do two amazing big projects that day that's a massive achievement and one thing I hear all the time in my sessions is actually you know like I just want my post to have engagement. I want to gain followers. It's all about numbers as well. And like, I'm like, but why are you doing this? Like scrap the ego, scrap the kind of, you know, um, algorithms and all the kind of business advice I should be giving you. Like, why are you doing this? And like, why, what, what is the purpose of your post? Who do you want to help? And I think when we can bring it back to that really human side of things, instead of numbers and money and things like that, your connection grows so much deeper to your work. I don't know whether you agree with that, Fab. Yes, and actually that's a very, very powerful point. Um, and it goes back to uh, some talking about the book to some people. And, you know, if people know me or you've read my stuff or you're obviously Creative Impact or anywhere you might have encountered me, you know that I'm very practical again, maybe Virgo, but I really love to give practical advice, practical tips, uh, our classes, everything I do. But then in the book, there is a massive section of mindset. Before we get to the practical, there's loads of exercises and loads of, there's actually a three-step solution that helps you stop overworking. But before there's a lot of mindset and it's a massive section. It's a bit back to what you just said. When you hear people in your sessions wanting to talk about the numbers or wanting to talk about the followers, without working and hacking your mindset, you might get excited and for the first week you start doing a little exercise there's a little workbook that you um, you know that you can actually access once you uh, get the books there's a little things that can help you obviously little resources and you do it for the first week you maybe do like the little steps but then if you haven't worked on your mindset you don't change the why you work a specific way you don't change uh, I love what you said about uh, the idea of when have I made it 
I'm going to do inverted commas, guys. When can I afford, obviously, that's an easy one. When can I afford a team member that's, you know, you can manifest it in a way, but also you can actually understand the signs or, you know, see your financials and stuff. That's fine. But sometimes it's even setting boundaries that can also save you time, you know. But I think because we're expecting, I don't know, a fairy to come to our door and be like, now you're an established business. Now <laughs> you shall have more time. It doesn't happen, kids. As, as you said, you actually have to make the conscious decision to do that. And that's a big mindset piece mm-hmm. to be like, uh-uh, I'm going to do something to actually make more space in my life so that my work is not my life because I decide the hustle is, doesn't longer work as the only way for me to live. And um Trust me, I talk to a lot of people and in our podcast as well, I talk to a lot of creators and experts. There is no way that you're going to know when is the right time unless you actually ask yourself, is this the time for me to make that change? It's a hustle culture that we need to really hack with an axe um, because it's not healthy, it's not good, and it's not going to make you feel successful and fulfilled. So, um, you know, in a nutshell, yes, I agree with what you have just said. <laughs> in a very, very long nutshell. No, but I love that. And I think it's so interesting because you and I are so similar in our kind of work ethics and our hustle and what we do. Um, and I think it's good that, you know, we can witness that and be like, do you know what? We don't have to be that, that hustle. Like we can have that more feminine, softer approach to business as well. Cause you and I are used to our masculine energy. Like we're so used to it. Whereas bringing in that feminine into the mix as well of that more receiving and flowing and allowing, like for me, it was allowing myself to be supported. Like it was really hard to kind of hand those reins over. But when I did, I didn't stop literally like, <laughs> to Donna now I'm like Donna can you do this please and this and this and this and this and I have take it (laughs) take it all and it's great it's the best I'm like why did I not do this before and how did I cope before like I clearly was not coping so I think it's a like you say it's a only you are going to know when to do that and for me it was just a non-negotiable at that point where I was like I have to do this to reclaim my time off my health the balance everything that you know, I wanted to manifest, like the space had to be created as such for that. So why do you think our minds are wired not to stop fab? If you watch uh, a movie like The Social Dilemma, which by the way, I keep hearing about it and I talked about it a few times, but I haven't watched it yet on Netflix. So if you're on Netflix, watch it and I might watch it as well. Uh, I should, but I read a lot of articles anyway, obviously on, uh, you know, the way that social but not just social um our devices obviously are wired to keep us engaged and to keep us checking and to keep us notified even our emails i I write a lot about inbox and in the book i write a lot about your inbox because that's a minefield um because it's such an important topic and i think that's one of the things is uh there's an element of you don't have to just blame the devices and be well is you know it's because my phone makes me do it no there's still an element of choice and it's still an element of work that you can do to be more aware and bring that awareness around how you interact with things however going back to different people and boundaries then you can choose how you want to set the boundaries for yourself uh i talk um in the book as well about little hacks that you can do i'll tell you one right now you can even set a Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Screen time, if you have an iPhone or an Apple device, you can create a screen time that naturally without having to add any apps will block um, your apps or specific things for a specific amount of time. So if you're really struggling, you can even have little things that help you setting boundaries or you might set boundaries for yourself in an easy way by just clearer communication, something that, again, I talk about in the book. But because it's been years and years now where we've been constantly exposed to um, specific triggers, yes, um, the devices are making us do it, and yes, we also have some responsibility ourselves into making that shift. But I also would like I said, it's easy, it's not. Uh, one thing that I would say for me that helps me is that as a business owner, my business is mainly marketing. That's my expertise. Um, and that's what I do mainly and what I teach as well. So in a way, sometimes it's easy for me to step back. Like I don't have that craving or looking literally into people's life online. Even if, again, with what has happened and the way that our lives have changed, obviously a lot of us are connecting online more. So you need to remember that is a it is not just you. Is a lot of our world, how it conditions us, what you have control over is how can you be aware of it and change your patterns and habits to then be able to stop and also get away from your work and what's draining you as well. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's so important that we do that, like you say. So why do we need to reclaim time off and relaxation then? So we've spoken about reclaiming the time off side of things, but how important is relaxation, especially when it comes to work and business? It's, uh, I think it's going to go back to a couple of other elements that we might talk about as well, but um, it's an element of spaciousness. You actually mentioned it when you were talking about how by having somebody else delegating and helping, you're actually able to reclaim that space. Uh, so that's the first thing is really making that space is also very important because it it will help you have more consciousness around the way that your life is balanced. Now, a lot of people talk about work-life balance. I call bull, bull poop on that. <laughs> I don't know if that's even swearing, but <laughs> trying not to. Bull poop. Uh, because work-life balancing implies that the work, your work is not your life. And I'm like, hmm. Life is also comprised of work and it has other elements. Now there's an exercise which is not of my own doing uh, is the wheel of life, which a lot of us might have heard of. And by the way, again, shameless plug, but I know there's something similar also in uh, Emma's journal because I have it. So, you know, there are different ways that you can actually see the different focuses of your life and work should be one of them. 
And I think reclaiming time off is very important because it makes you be more aware of the different areas of your life and actually how much focus are you giving to all the other ones. Because if you are still working the rough, entrepreneurs work roughly around 50 hours a week, 50, five, zero. So when you think about that, <laughs> and these days, literally not even entrepreneurs, by the way, I was talking to a friend who is an employee, she works for somebody. And she said that now because she's working from home, she's sometimes checking her work on Saturdays and Sundays. So we're working so much and really like, how can you actually make the time for the other things? And what are you really not being able to make the time for? The amount of people that I talk to they don't have time or they cannot make time for reading because it feels too strenuous for them or they cannot make time to cook because it feels too much of an effort. So it's really, it's really important that we actually get back to reclaiming that time off in our life because then we can really find that balance that works for us and be conscious of the reason why we want to work a certain amount of hours. You don't have to work four hours a week to be happy, but you don't even have to work 50. You need to understand what works with you. And that element of review and reassessing is very important because as we mentioned a few times, your life will change, your priorities will change. And um, if we don't start taking that time off, then we're literally just surviving for the mere for the mere scope of waking up the following day to go back to our emails and i don't really subscribe to that <laughs> i don't want my life to be just that just finishing working having some food going to sleep so that i can get back to it in the morning even if i love what i do and i don't know if you agree with me i'm actually gonna slightly throw this at you but that's the problem you know do what you love and you know work and, and your passion doesn't mean that you have to work 24 7 i don't know if you agree Absolutely. I agree. And I think, you know, I think a lot of the time over the last sort of eight years that I have run two di very different businesses, like I feel like my business did get me through so much, like because my personal life was so traumatic and eventful over the years that my work really was that kind of harmony and that that place I could just give myself to and and you know feel good so I think when I then had to shift that it was really hard because it was like look the work doesn't need to be your your kind of boy your lifeguard to search right now like you're fine like you're in a better place and now it's reclaiming that personal life so you're you like you have that balance that you want and balance is my word of 2021 so a lot of this has been you know so forefront for me over lockdown as well and I think with lockdown it was really easy to then default back into that mode of well I'm not going to be seeing people I'm not going to be doing anything else so yeah I might as well just work might just well be productive might as well just be creative and then I was like what the fuck are you doing stop <laughs> and I cannot agree more I think um like once you start actually seeing your life changing because of different priorities and different like you know goals that you have outside of work then you actually start reassessing that and be like um had this conversation with a few people but what i'm just to give you an idea guys what i'm building right now when it comes to my businesses and the structures that i'm creating and the help that i have in work is because i know that in five years i would like to have little babas little meanies and if i want to have little meanies in the next five years I want to start building now those boundaries. So boundaries is my word for 2021. Um, I want to build them now because it's going to take time. You cannot, you know, if you want to reclaim your time off now, you don't want to expect to have everything change in the next two months. It's probably going to take you five to six months to implement everything, but you need to get started 
now so that in the next year or two years, you can actually have a business and a life balance that really works for you because some big decisions like traveling, not that we can do it right now as much, or building a family or growing your family or changing your house, whatever it is, these things are going to be part of your life and you know they, they're part of the evolution. So if you have something like that, knowing that it's going to happen in the next five years, this is the good time to start thinking about what needs to change between now and then. Mm, 100%, 100% agree with that. So can you explain then the importance of reclaiming the space to play too? So we've spoken about reclaiming your time off and working, but as we said, we like to play hard too. So how can we reclaim that space to play? Very good question. Uh, This is where I said uh, this was going to be something that was going to come up. Uh, The other thing that is really important when it comes to reclaiming your time off in your life is that by reclaiming that time and playing especially, you get back in connection with a couple of elements. One is obviously your inner child, which I know is something that you talk about a lot as well. But also you get back in touch with your creativity in whichever way it is. It doesn't have to be a creative business uh, to actually be creative. But also you get back in touch with the idea of boredom and boredom, uh, which uh, again, some people have a bit of a negative connotation. I talk a lot in the book about why boredom is actually good for you and how it really shows us the idea of expansion. And again, you talked about expansion. So I'm kind of reiterating this because I think it's so important. Creativity can come in different ways and it might be that it sparks a new idea or a new way to do something, or um, it teaches you something about even your personal life. And really being able to play, first of all, it brings back that balance, whatever that might be looking for you, but it also helps you tapping into your creativity, but just, you know, being able to do something for the sake of doing it. I talked about it a lot in December because everybody was feeling that performance anxiety because especially again, we talk about lockdown. A lot of that time that we've been spending in the past probably year has been like tracked okay, this is the target. I am working out so that I can get fitter. I'm eating better so that I can, I don't know, um, feel healthier. Everything we did was done with a purpose. And I want to challenge people to do some things just for the sake of doing them. It's great to have purpose, but if everything is purpose-led, you know, everything needs to have a mean to an end. And sometimes it's just nice to just, you know, do coloring because you just want to, you know, color a book or go out for a walk because you just want to without having to listen to a podcast to learn something new it can be challenging because now we're really wired to do that but I want to challenge people to do that do one activity this week without any goal or any specific target or any specific purpose just do it because you feel like it and just see what happens Hell yes, I love this. And like you say, you know, it massively helps the inner child doing this and, you know, feeling that almost like childlike energy where we can just have fun. And like you say, it's not that seriousness of a purpose-led task or activity where it's like, I'm doing this to lose weight. I'm doing this to keep fit. I'm doing this to, for the sake of completing something or ticking it off a list. It's like, no, do you know what? I'm going to dance around the kitchen and be silly. No, I am going to sing all of Mamma Mia today if I want to, for example. Like, you know, it's just doing something for yourself, which is a massive part of self-care and self-love if we're looking at it on that kind of self-development side of things as well of like, you know, nurturing yourself and doing things for yourself because you love yourself yourself again is going to create that space 
for so much more productivity in work and feeling energized and feeling like you can show up as your best self because you're honoring your time off and you're honoring what you're doing in that time off as well and having that fun because you know the number one thing I see with the inner child is that people's inner child are bored like when I'm like right tune into your inner child they're like they're bored they're grumpy they say I work too hard and I'm like there we go like we've got to bring that fun and that childlike magic into it absolutely so my last question to you today Fab then is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my listeners with I was gonna say play more yeah <laughs> it's kind of it kind of goes back to that last question because it really resonates with me um but what I'm going to say then, maybe like to give you a, a piece of advice that is a bit more, again, um, targeted, I guess, in a way, but is uh, make time every day to just be. And that could be playing, works. That could be being still. Um, that could be, for me, a lot of the time, it's just literally going for a walk. Um, ideally, even without my headphones, that I'm not even tempted into listening to something. Uh, but really take some time to just be every day. And I had clients in the past where I literally had to book time block that time for themselves. This is the level. And that's fine. Whatever you need to do in order to make that time to just be. And we regain that connection with whatever your body, mind feels like it. Um, And then it will become a practice. But it's not sad, but it's you know, it's, it can be a bit sad when you think about the fact that that's what we have to do in order to get back to that feeling. Mm. Uh, but there are ways to do it. So whatever it takes, try and make that time for yourself every day to just be and play, be mindful, get out, just tap. Oh, trees, by the way, I'm going to tell you this fun thing and then I'll be done. Um, so I do sometimes, I love nature. So I'm very much into grounding. I'm quite a, a pitta kind of person for your Vedic people out there. So I really like to ground. So I love nature. Uh, for the first time I actually told my fiance that um, I was like oh yeah I just hugged a tree earlier it was like a couple of months ago and he was like sorry you did what I was like yeah I just felt like hugging a tree there was a cute tree and I hugged it and he was like there were people around and I was like yeah I was like what did they do they looked a bit but you know the tree was happy so who cares and then I just walked out I was like okay and I remember his face was just like what did just happen now? <laughs> you know, um, and it's just what I felt like. I was just like, I want to hug this tree. It's cute. It's giving me some good oxygen. I like him. Let's hug him. And that was like a little moment of just, you know, spontaneity. I think really reclaiming that spontaneity is a big thing when you want to reclaim your time off as well. Mm, massively massively and I love that because you know I'm a big grounder myself like I love being in nature so like you know over 2020 and even coming into 2021 I was like do you know what like all you've done is work like you love going on your walks so get out and do a walk every day I love doing yoga so it's like schedule out that time to do yoga every day and ever since I've done that I've noticed like I'm so much more grounded so much more able to navigate stormier seas the uncertainty that we've had in the collective and the world as well as you know life challenges we all experience on a day-to-day basis so I think like you say is that almost like good self-care routine that that scheduling time out for yourself 
to ground yourself, to connect yourself, to tune into your breath, to release the stress of the day. Like even doing these things makes such a massive impact on your health, your mindset, even your work life. Like you say, you know, it really allows you to show up as your best self and show up in an even more aligned way than you did before. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So one thing I would love to know then is all about your new book, Reclaim Your Time Off, which is out now and available to purchase from anywhere that sells books worldwide. So what can we expect in Reclaim Your Time Off, Fab? Thank you so much. And by the way, thank you so much for having me again. It's always a lovely chatting to you on every occasion, even talking about hugging trees, uh, <laughs> especially talking about hugging trees. Reclaim Your Time Off uh, is what really is the core of the book is the three-step solution to stop overworking and really better understanding how to manage your time, whether you are working for yourself, you are an employee, you are a freelancer, it really adapts to everybody because as I mentioned, it really taps into the mindset piece as much as practical tips and exercises. And also the three-step solution is a big exercise and piece of the book that really helps you understanding what you do and how you can make the most of the boundaries that you want to create. We do um, talk about things, as I mentioned, as your emails, your social media, even meetings, really dissecting the way that we work and the way that work has changed and also touching on topics such as burnout and obviously the element of understanding that balance and what balance really means to us. So it's really about not just reimagining the way you work, but it's also appreciating, as you, as we mentioned together, actually, that balance is something that really is important because the asshole culture is so 2010s. Now it's time to really embrace something new and embrace that way of showing up the best way we can and then resting so that we can show up again even stronger and really be of service to people. But if we don't um, feel our well first, then we cannot expect to be able to help others. That's something one of our guests um Jonah Lewis said to me actually in the podcast so really if you don't take care of yourself first you won't be able to take care of other people so this is kind of really what the big mission of the book is to really help people open their eyes and change the way they consider success at work amen well I am so excited to get my hands on a copy and have a read of it it sounds like it's gonna help me to find that balance even more this year which is awesome so where can my lovely listeners find you fab if they want to learn more about your work if you want to stalk me <laughs> online, <laughs> you can go to uh, fabgiovanetti.com, F-A-B-G-I-O-V-A-N-E-T-T-I.com. Yes, I'm Italian for everybody who's thinking about it, uh, just in case you're like, what's that? And that's just my website where you can find the different things that I do. You can find more about the book, Creative Impact and Alt Marketing School as well. If you want to ask me anything or share some lessons from this podcast uh, on social, I am fabgiovanetti. F-A-B-G-I-O-V-A-N-E-T-T-I on social everywhere. So it's quite easy. <laughs> so just find me there. And if you have any question, I'm more than happy to answer anytime. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Fab. It has been such a pleasure having you on and talking all about reclaiming our time off. It's always a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much, babe.
So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes. I really hope you've enjoyed Fab and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Fab's website in the description down below, as well as all information about myself, my coaching and everything else I have to offer like my videos and free content at emmamumford.co.uk. So I hope you've really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where I can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fantastic week whatever you're up to and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week. Lots of love guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.